Hello everyone and welcome to something extremely exciting because it is that time of the year again folks where we are being handed new Galaxy S-series phones from Samsung. We do not have the Note-like S22 Ultra yet nor the more uh, inexpensive S22 but we have what I last year considered the golden middle way the like the, the the smartest middle child the S21 plus this is the S22 plus and I do think that still there are some reasons as to why you would be more excited by this than you know the very very expensive S22 Ultra which is in its essence a new Galaxy Note. Um, so what I have here is the pink gold edition. It should be said right off the bat that the colors for the S22 Plus and the regular S22 are more interesting than your S22 Ultra colors, which are more muted, more down to earth, and also more boring, if that's the kind of person you are. So let's start with exterior. It, well, very much looks like an S21 Plus in all the right ways. It has the built-in, very well-incorporated camera module in the upper left corner there alongside a little LED flash. Um, but the main thing, and I don't know if you can tell, but if you look at it dead from the side, you might be able to tell that it has a slightly boxier look this time. There are no swooping edges, which comes out to a fine point. This very much takes the cue from the iPhone 12 series and onwards, that boxy industrial design, which means that it has more heft in your hand. It doesn't dig into your hand like the iPhone 12 and iPhone 13 series do, but it's just overall it has more panache, it has more statement to it, and it is just so incredibly comfortable to hold in your hand. They even weighted it slightly to get to that 195 grams, which I just think is the magical sweet spot. To be honest with you, this is one of the more comfortable phones that I've ever held. Just holding it, it feels light and it feels sort of robust at the same time. It has all the right edges and angles to be comfortable, but still, you know, as I said, heavy industrialized. I like the kind of subtle camera module. I don't really like the color all that much, um, but it is just overall really, really sweet. And as uh, is the case usually with Samsung phones, it has the SIM card tray at the bottom, so there is no sort of protruding lines or anything that breaks that aesthetic apart from the antenna bands, obviously. So very, very, very decent indeed. So there are more good choices here. For one, we're back to 45 watt uh, wire charging, which is great. You don't get the charger in the box, however. So, you know, how much of a, a win that is, is, is up to the, uh, the individual, I would say. They have reduced the battery life ever so slightly to 4,500 milliamp hours, but I actually saw better um, battery endurance than the S21 Plus, mostly because that this probably is an LTPO display, meaning that it can downgrade its Hertz refresh rate to a lower point than the regular S21 Plus last year could, so that might have something to do with it. I've reset it now, but I've used it for a couple of days, and I saw around a day and a half's worth of like light to medium use, not heavy use as much, but I call, I text, I send and receive emails, I watch videos on YouTube, so that kind of stuff, you be the judge, essentially. Um, so again, the fingerprint scanner is ultrasonic and works very, very well. I really like that. Um, we've gone through the 45 watt, uh, um, uh, 45 watt charging, which is nice. It's boxy design. It's nicely weighted down weight of 90, 195 grams, which is great. 
and then we get to the screen. I mean, you won't be able to see it now because we're about to send this back. I'm actually recording this at sort of the tail end of the review process. But this panel is just fantastic. It's just the best panel in the world. And Samsung have made the best displays for a while now, but this just takes the cake. I mean, a lot of the stuff is the same. So it's still uh, a full HD plus um, AMOLED 2X panel. Um, runs at 120 hertz, smooth, um, but it is an LTPO display now, meaning that it can go down to, I think, 10 hertz more than the around 40 hertz that the uh, S21 Plus did. That essentially means two things. For one, it can downscale its hertz refresh rate in order to save battery life if, like, a static background or a video which is running at 30 FPS, well, doesn't really use the 120 hertz uh, refresh rate of the panel in general, so again, saving battery, but also frame timing to the actual content, meaning that, again, if something is running at a particular frame rate, uh, a video, say, that it can change its hertz refresh rate in the panel to match the content viewed also just means smoother animations, smoother transitions, smoother usage in general, so I really like that. And the other thing, this can now boost to, in bright sunlight at least, to 1750 nits, which is absolutely crap insane. I mean, this is so bright, like retina-searingly bright, that there is no condition where it shouldn't be completely useful and completely readable, which is just absolutely incredible, I would say. It also has something called Vision Booster, which essentially also is in kind of an AI algorithm which reads the content that you're using and then tail, like Taylor makes the nits peak brightness, the contrast, the color saturation um, to that. And I actually left that on because I thought it was mildly impressive. There's also the Exynos 2200 in here this year. And while that is a big change, at least if we're to believe Samsung, I didn't see much of a difference in day-to-day -day use next to the Exynos 2100, which, well, granted, was the big leap that came last year. The big leap, which is not something that I've been able to like fully test or wrap my head around, is of course the GPU module in the SoC is called Xclipse. X X Eclipse, something along those lines. The main thing is that that's actually co-developed with AMD, who put their RDNA 2 architecture in that GPU module. What that essentially means is that you get a bunch of really modern PC-based um, and console-based graphic technologies, such as enabling ray tracing, hardware-accelerated ray tracing, on phones. Now, that was to an extent um, possible in some sort of GeForce Now stuff, or not GeForce Now, uh, Xbox Game Pass stuff, but it is generally something that we're gonna have to see games to enable going forward, and that was limited in the time of testing. But at least on paper, it sounds great. Lastly, cameras. There are, again, three camera lenses here on the back, and they are mostly the same as last year. So you have a 50 megapixel f1.8 wide. You have a 10 megapixel telephoto, which is f2.4, a 70 millimeter lens, which offers 3x optical zoom, not even close to the 10x optical zoom that the ultra variant uses. And then finally, you have a 12 megapixel f2.2 ultra wide, which runs at 120 degrees really cool so there is no sort of laser stabilizer here there is only the led flash but in general i just saw fantastic photos for this thing and it's mainly due to software this year again and as i said they utilize the very same kind of ca camera hardware than last year's uh, s21 series did 
but the main difference is obviously that they've experimented with their computational photography algorithms. So for instance, it's just better at like layer separation in portraits. It is better at color saturate, uh, like saturation. And because they use more of the lens area this time around, particularly on the standard wide, they can let in more light, leading you to get better stock photos that you can then mess with up the contrast or turn the light down again in post if that's what you want. There's also any RAW camera app which lets you capture it directly in RAW, which some people would really, really like. Um, there's also nitography. Nitography. That's what they called it. It cannot be called night mode anymore. Now it's nitography. But at least they have made huge strides in night mode and taking images and videos, that means stills and videos, in less than favorable lighting conditions and it lo just looks awesome. Is it a Pixel 6 Pro? I don't know, I haven't used the Pixel 6 Pro. Is it better than an iPhone 13 Pro? I probably don't think so, but I will say that Samsung has made themselves the perhaps boring, but extremely reliable um, choice this year. The S22 Plus and probably the S22 are fantastic phones, which might not, you know, directly surprise you or hold some huge sway over you with a particular feature, but everything here works. Everything here is tried and tested and works completely out of the box exactly as intended. It is a very intentional piece of design and I really do respect it for that. So. Huge recommendation. Samsung is on a roll. We'll be checking out the much more ambitious, but you know, possibly not as like good value for money, uh, S22 Ultra or just a Note 22 Ultra, if that's what you want to call it. Very soon. Thank you so much for watching. See you on the next one.